Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sorted Indie Retail Sessions podcast. My name's Pete Lydon, I'm a product marketing specialist here at Sorted and I'm a previous owner of two e-commerce businesses in the homeware and menswear space. We're doing something different here today and instead of having an entrepreneur with us on the podcast, we've got one of our in-house specialists here at Sorted, who is Vicky Eggleston, our carrier product manager. How are you doing, Vicky? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Nice to uh, join you today, Pete. Perfect. And would uh, you be able to start us off by just giving us a little insight into what you do here at Sorted? Uh, yeah, so my current role is Carrier Product Manager. I've been with Sorted for just over six years now. I previously managed our relationships with Carrier Partners, uh, but now I am heavily involved with the development teams. And as such, over that time, I, I've overseen over 50 different carrier integrations. Uh, that we've built domestically and internationally and a lot of that work is done with our in-house developers and also offshore teams as well. Uh, As well as the um, new integrations we obviously have to maintain and enhance our existing integrations as well but it's all things carrier. Perfect that sounds like never changing sorry never uh, staying the same or constant changing role. Yeah, uh, and prior prior to being here, uh, I also did three and a half years with another delivery management platform and also 18 years within a carrier covering operational, technical and commercial aspects. Perfect. That's amazing. And what what I'd like to do is to start today is is look at a retailer that's already already selling, already going, has their, their loyal customer base, um, but it's probably made ends meet so far and, and, and doesn't really know what they're doing in the shipping space and, and, and looking at it from there. So once a, once a retailer's opened up an e-commerce business and an e-commerce site, what, what would you recommend for them in, in their carriers uh, relationships and, and how they should manage that moving forward? Yeah, so the, the first thing is to actually look at the, the product that you're actually going to be shipping out. So within the carrier space, a majority of carriers will take all sizes of products Uh, but they do have key areas that they uh, can focus on. So the first thing would be to look at your product sets and then overlay that with the the carriers, uh, look at any limitations they have uh, within that, but also look at the doorstep experience. So that is key in in how you want your brand to be reflected. So as an example, there's a number of carriers that are the fully branded experience, a uniform driver, branded van, branded communications, uh, consumer apps available. And then we've also got some which actually have um, more of a lifestyle driver experience where this would be a non-branded driver coming to the the doorstep delivering the parcel. Uh, Both are equally as strong, but I think it's important in how you want to reflect your brand. Uh, in that, look at the experience that um, that your consumers will uh, have as your product is delivered. And in your experience, you know, do, does that branded aspect pay? You know, obviously it's usually a more expensive carrier that has the the branded end to end experience. Um, do you feel that that experience is is worth paying for? You can get good at good and bad experiences on both branded and unbranded. Um, I think it does come down to your product. Um, If you're at the higher end, then you may want that branded experience just to um, kind of reflect how your brand works as well. 
Uh, so I don't think there's any hard and fast rules, but it's also looking at that proposition. It's looking at you know what you're going to offer in the checkout, looking at the customer service cycles, uh, how um, problem parcels are recovered as well. So there's no hard and fast rules around it. Perfect, perfect. And aside from the price and, and the reputation and the, and the branded nature of it, what other elements of, of a delivery service should a retailer be looking at? Um, you know, in terms of insurance and and other elements, where where would you prioritise your thoughts? Um, so the as you say, price price is one. Um, the product suitability to the the carrier strengths and that doorstep experience. Um, insurance is an interesting one. Again, based on the the value of the product that you're sending out, what you may find is that a carrier will offer a lower rate. Um, for a non-insured parcel to go through the network. So it's then in important to understand as well the value of the product, what the loss rate is or, or breakage rate is, because you may find that the administration that goes with, with uh, processing claims through um, far outweighs that per parcel um, per parcel discount. Again, you have to look at the overall picture. How many parcels are you actually displaying? dispatching out to whether a five pence, 10 pence reduction is going to be worth it in, in view of say one or two parcels going missing. So there, there's a lot of factors to, you know, to work out on that as to what is going to suit your business now. And of course you can always renegotiate with your, your uh, carriers as well. If volumes are going up or there, there are problems, key thing is to stay in contact with your carrier and then maintain that relationship. So, so in short, what you're saying is if you have a, a particular product that doesn't go missing or doesn't get broken very much, it can actually be more cost effective to not have insurance or have a lower level of insurance than than be all, all bells and whistles, all insured up, but actually you're paying for something you probably don't need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no, definitely. And and one thing I've found interesting when sending and receiving parcels is post-Brexit, you know, the, the whole sort of signature experience around uh, carriers has changed a bit, you know, in regards to it's not it's not as prevalent now and sometimes it can be an e-signature or it can be a picture and things like that um have you got to be careful in, in what you're paying for there because sometimes you might be paying for something that you might not be receiving anymore uh again again uh, most carriers will offer signature and non-signature options so the non-signature is obviously the the cheaper option but comes with risk around that uh dependent on where the the driver deems as a a dry secure location which which can be open to interpretation uh, at, at time uh, as to what constitutes that but again as you say it comes down to your product and also the performance of that carrier so as, as you're starting you know working with them you'll certainly get a feel for for what that performance is um, and how your consumers are, are receiving those parcels based on the the number of queries coming into your customer service center Perfect. And um, with the carrier itself then, so so you've, you've decided on a carrier because you've done your research and um, that's probably a question I should ask actually, where where would you research the carriers themselves? Where would you look at the, the, the individual characteristics for them? Yeah, so 
clearly the, the carriers' websites have a lot of information on about their proposition. Um, you've also got quite strong sales teams in, in the majority of your carriers. So get, you know, get your local representative to come in, engage with them, you know, share what your product is, what you're looking for, what kind of experience that you're looking um, at purchasing from them. And the biggest way is to actually test the network yourself, you know, get that experience that your consumer is going to going to have when the, when your parcels are delivered. So, you know, get some orders placed, know who the carriers are that are coming and see, you know, did the did the parcel arrive on time? What kind of communications did you get? Was it email? Was it SMS communications? Did you have to go to the app? But that is by far the best way to be able to to test a particular network is to experience it for yourself. Now, that sounds like a really good idea because it's not a costly exercise. It's something that you can do quite affordably. It's something that doesn't have a lot of limit to entry on, does it? You know, you don't need any special consultancy or anything to do that. So it sounds like a really good idea. And, and, and as you say, you, you want you you want to be able to know what your customers will be experiencing by doing it yourself and. I hear a lot of you know entrepreneurs saying you know they do the customer service or they or they do things you know fulfillment or what have you themselves just to make sure that they know exactly what their staff are experiencing and what and what their customers experience. So I think that's really really good input and I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. When you start the relationship with the carrier, then what would be the the key points you know in terms of um, I guess. I guess they're looking for certain things from you and I, I guess being truthful at the start will probably give you a better relationship with them from the beginning. Absolutely. It's about transparency. So again, over time, I've seen lots of lots of um, experience where, you know, the retailer has got some great ideas and think that they will, you know, declare that they're going to be shipping more volume than they actually are, uh, because obviously higher volume brings the rate down um, in, in the majority of cases. The problem you've got with that is that the carrier will be actually, you know, monitoring those volumes. You know, there's a there's a profitability element for them. And therefore, if they've geared up to uh, collect a certain amount of parcels each week with a particular vehicle type and then the volume isn't actually there, um, you know, they're incurring cost and that's something that isn't sustainable for a carrier. So if you're in that position where you're not shipping the volume, then you <clears throat> you could find yourself in a position where there's a hefty surcharge at the end of the month because you've not reached the um, quoted volumes. Uh, or you could find that they do come back in and renegotiate your rate for an even higher rate, obviously, to reflect the volume that's going through. So transparency is key. Um, you know, be, being honest, everyone wants, you know, the volumes to grow, but but be realistic at the start um, on that. Uh, get to know your local depot. Uh, they're the ones that will be servicing you. So it's important to uh, develop that rapport with them because invariably things can go wrong. And if you've got that strong relationship, then, you know, that will help. And the other thing is the, the traffic presentation. Uh, so again, it's it's about how your products are packaged to minimise any damage as it, it's going through the network. Make it easier for the easy for the driver when he's collecting those particular parcels. And of course, one of the most important things is make sure you're paying your bill. So the uh, the car the carriers, you know, will be looking to collect that money. So you could incur stoppages on your traffic being shipped if if you're in a debt situation with the carrier. Definitely. So, so as with any relationship, you know, 
good etiquette and and doing things properly in a timely manner paying properly you know working with the carrier rather than against them it's always going to give you a bit more slack and and you feel like you know if there are any issues that you have in volume whatever you you're more likely to get a bit more leeway if you if you behave properly essentially yeah, and as you scale, you know, that will give you some confidence. If you're doing things professionally, as your volume grows, then the carrier can grow with you. They can change them collection vehicles, look at, you know, your account moving moving up within their business. But they are there to support so support smaller businesses, you know, through that growth stage. Perfect. And would you recommend at this smaller level of business, these independent businesses, to look into having multiple carriers initially or would you would you build one and then one that's working potentially add another one or or how would you manage the the sort of amount or quantity of, of carriers that you would be looking to to be using yeah i mean it is probably difficult when you've only got small volumes to you know to to go out to these carriers and going back to our point on the volume you know if you've only got a small volume then it could only be a couple of parcels per carrier until you get up and running. But I firmly believe that multi-carrier is the way, as I, as I said before, um, some carriers will have niche areas that you know they're, they're stronger on performance, whether that be geographical, uh, size of product, value of product as well. So it certainly pays to have um, more than one carrier so that you've got that contingency element as well, just, just in case they're incurring you know, high volumes, especially through the peak period. So I would I would I would uh, definitely advocate multi-carrier um, as, as you're going on your journey. And I suppose even though from a volume point of view, that gives you less power or less, you know, less volume. Um, it, it also gives you the power to be able to turn that carrier off if they're not performing as, as you'd like. So effectively, you're yeah. less reliant on them and, and effectively you're putting yourself in charge of the situation there. So so from that side of it, you you, you give yourself a little bit of momentum back as a, as a smaller retailer that might not have the the, the kudos of a, of a bigger player yeah absolutely and um you know it it is a competitive market as well so you you know you will have then carriers you know they they will be perhaps aware that there is more than one um carrier serving you uh so you could find that they're coming in because they'll be wanting to you know gain that extra volume so what what will they be doing to work hard to get that extra volume but you certainly need more than one uh, just to cover you. Perfect. No, that sounds sounds great. If it's OK with you, I'd like to touch a little bit on international shipping, especially given uh, some of the challenges that small retailers have had, you know, post-Brexit and, and, and that side of things. Um, first of all, I guess, can the carrier help and guide you in regards to your international um, shipping? And is that something that you can reach out to them for? Yeah, um, a lot of the carriers, especially through the Brexit and IOSS, were, were certainly um, recruiting and having their own in-house specialists. And, you know, there's a lot going on across all the, all the different regions in, in the world. And, and there are different rules by different country. Uh, one of the things I did experience outside of the, the top three, such as FedEx, DHL and UPS, where they do their own whole end-to-end -end, uh, clearance for some of the other carriers they will use different partners in different countries uh, so it always pays to check based on the terms that you want to ship whether it be DDP or DAP to check whether it is actually available within country 
because there can be a lot of variables. But the carriers, you know, through that experience, through Brexit, um, have, have become very knowledgeable. So, you know, certainly ask them any questions about specific territories because they have got the experts there to help you. That's ideal. And that sounds fantastic because I think in the early days it was a bit of a, a minefield, wasn't it? And they, they, they probably weren't fully prepared. But, you know, that's fantastic that they're, they're getting there now. And um, you yeah, mentioned, and, uh, sorry, carry, carry on. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say the, the other thing that's become more popular is paperless trade as well. That's certainly seen a, a big surge in the last couple of years. So paperless um, is where that data is transferred through to the carrier. Uh, electronically normally through your manifest process and they can then utilize that data to do faster clearance as well and there's obviously a green element to that as well because you don't have to have all, be printing all these documents within the warehouse as well so certainly look at those options uh, because some carriers will offer a reduction for a paperless service. Oh, brilliant so, so you can have a cost reduction you can have less less admin, you could have a greener service and it could also be faster all through paperless. Yeah, that's, that's that. it Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a win all round, isn't it? That's fantastic. And you mentioned before about the end-to-end -end services with the, with the three big players and, and, and what have you. Have you seen um, more of a need for an end-to-end -end service post-Brexit or, or any, any feedback there? Yeah, I think I think people have looked to that more because there is a lack of knowledge and understanding. So, you know, if a carrier is going to offer that whole end to end service of, of clearance, then, you know, for some people that that is a really good support solution. Um, but for some others, you know, that obviously comes at a cost. So it, it's worth just checking how much is being uh, charged by the carrier for that clearance. Uh, but you you will find different options um, available. But again, just check there's no there's no hidden costs or something that you thought um, was contained within the cost that then you're liable for separate. So just make sure that you check everything through. Perfect. And in regards to sort of surcharges and additional costs, um, I think one that's very current at the moment is, is fuel surcharges with 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 the state of the world at the moment and how expensive. Um, fuel costs are and um, how would you go about just making sure that that base price isn't anywhere near what, what you're actually getting charged and, and making sure that you're um you know you're covered you know in case your costs are going up and, and to know exact to be as educated as possible into what you're actually being charged yeah it, it is it is very difficult and it is so um volatile at the moment within that but the carriers will have uh, a reference index that they normally use to. So it does go off the price of a, a barrel of oil as such. But you will find that they do have a reference table. So you can check, you know, yourself on that reference table. But I think it's very difficult. I think it is something that people just have to accept that that fuel ch surcharge is on there and, and just continually checking, you know, how, how are you incorporating that into your uh, delivery charges that are being passed on to the consumer how are you ensuring that you know you're covered but without it feeling um that you know that people are just automatically getting that on it's quite a challenge but you know it's it's about continually reviewing it most carriers will do that on a monthly basis uh so it is it is that monthly charge but i would expect that at the moment it, it's going up and down quite a little bit so so just for clarity for people like you know ju just 
if I've understood this correct, effectively that they can't just up your fuel surcharge however they want. It's, it's completely linked to how much a barrel of oil is costing. So effectively, they're only passing on a cost that they're incurring themselves. Yes, and they, they use the reference tables. That's certainly my experience that, you know, there's a there's a reference table there of somewhere that you can go to that's independent on on how they're calculating it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And so I guess you, you just need to build in a bit of fat at the moment then, don't you, in terms of just just assume that whatever it's costing you, add in five, ten percent and make sure that you're you're covered in case it does go up to that sort of level, just to be sure yeah. and just be, you know, be you know, it's it's a bear market, isn't it? It's, it's a market that you just need to be really careful and keep your costs under control as much as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so one thing we speak about a lot um, is is the customer service element of, of shipping and 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 how cumbersome it can be to, to small businesses about about how when things go missing or when they or when they're damaged, you know, how much time it takes or, or to keep a customer happy because the tracking wasn't available. And I think, you know, what I was going to ask is, you know how much how much value should the should the retailer put on that compared to the the lowest price carrier? You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's it's looking at what options the um the carrier has for the consumer to actually be able to track that parcel because as as we know, poor visibility will drive inbound calls to your customer service, uh, and that could be anywhere between six and ten pounds for a customer service representative to handle that call. So, you know, that that's when we talk about hidden costs and and looking at the performance of a carrier, those are the things you have to have to be thinking about, you know, how much activity is going to be driven into my business. So, you know, look at each of each of the carriers, you know, what are their uh, customer service uh, processes that they've got what who should the uh, consumer be contacting you know is there a channel uh, for them to go to the carrier um and it's always a, a bit of a gray area that one you know should the consumer contact the carrier should they contact the retailer um, the, there's a lot of um variance there as to who it is but ultimately if you look at it that if a parcel is confirmed as lost the carrier will not be able to reorder that for you so for me personally, it's about going going through the actual uh, retailer if you've got a problem. But how can you make it easy? How can you send communications out to actually tell them and update them where the parcel is, as opposed to them be, there being a radio silence and then ringing you to say, where is my parcel um, on that? So look at the customer service uh, processes that are there. But also look at how you're describing it uh, within your checkout. You know, are you giving are you giving information there about what to do, who to contact, how what the service proposition is? You know, are you going to dispatch it next day? Is it a five day service? And also don't forget about deliveries to them uh, outbound areas. Uh, so where it's going to take a little bit longer than, say, a 24 hour service, make sure that that is reflected uh, so those people that live in the far flung areas, you know, are expecting it, it to take longer for that parcel to come. But it's all about communication and visibility um, that you can do. Unfortunately, some parcels do get lost. So it's about how, you know, how you deal with that as well, whether it's replacement parcel, whether it's refunds, so on and so forth. Perfect. And and I guess push push to have your own 
customer relationship manager where possible you know if you have the volume you know with the carrier make sure that you've got an escalation route if if things aren't working as you, as you hope in that in that environment i, I presume yeah it, and most carriers you know even for smaller volume clients they've got those more regionalized um managers there so you should always have an account manager aligned to you and as you say use them for understanding what their escalation processes are um, should you need to use them and one, once you have got going and once you are of a of a good size um you know and, and potentially have that that you know gravitas to to ask for things off your carrier will they be will they be able to listen to you in regards to potentially um collecting later so that you can get more orders on 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 that day or you know or or any of the elements that you know can they provide potentially packaging and 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 those sort of elements to make sure that the experience is, is easier for you and and a bit slicker as well yeah so so one of the key ones um is the later cutoff time because of course that allows you to continue taking orders for longer on the website so that is one of the key things uh, a lot of that can come down to you know where where you're located compared to the hub and what kind of runtime that will be into it so i'd say yes that's definitely one one area that um, most people would would look to focus on um rate again would be if, if your volumes are going up then you know can you negotiate for the rate to be coming down um on that and then pa packaging um I don't know about packaging these days because a lot of the retailers have their own branded packaging. Um, I'm aware that some carriers will um, supply the labels, so the 654 labels that are normally on there. Uh, some carriers may supply those to you, uh, but there's definitely worth having a chat with with your account manager to see you know, what else can be achieved. If you're growing, they will be looking to keep your volume. Amazing. Well, I think that's a, a great way to finish there and, and a perfect position. I've learned so much from that. So thank you so much, Vicky. And um, it's been a pleasure and thanks for your time. Thanks for all the listeners. And uh, if you could give us a rate and subscribe on all the usual places, it'd be really, really appreciated. We've got some wonderful guests lined up in the next few weeks and we're really looking forward to taking you along with us. So thank you and see you later. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can subscribe to the Sorted Indie Retail Sessions podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all other platforms. If you fancy joining us as a guest or you think you know someone you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode, get in touch with us and let us know. We're on all the usual social channels at Sorted Official or get in touch via email at brand at sorted.com.